Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Give the Lord a shout of praise this morning. We thank God for his grace, his mercy, and his love. Lift up your hands. We thank you, O God, for all that you do. We are here because of your kindness and because of your love. Show us mercy. Show us grace. Show us grace. Let your kindness flow, flow and multiply over our lives. Wow. We thank you. Holy Spirit, you, open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things from the law of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Very good. We are on others. Are you on yourself? We are on others. Self is selfish. And many of us, we think of ourselves, not of others. And God is leading us by his spirit to think about others and to live not only for ourselves, but also for others. The scripture we read is Philippians 2, 4. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So God instructs us that we shouldn't be so... Um, glued to only our own issues. If it is not about you, it's not important. But if it's not about you, it's about somebody. And if you love somebody, then whatever it is will be important to you because it has to do with somebody else. It may not be your brother or your sister or your wife or your husband or your mother or your father, but so that somebody you don't know at all. But that person is called others. Last week, we were looking at what Jesus came to do for others. What are some of the things Jesus came to do for others if you were in church? You can't remember one. Yes? He did what? Love. He thought about others. So he thought not only about himself but about others. If he thought about himself, he wouldn't have died. 
but he thought about others. That's why he died. He gave himself for us. And he loved others. That's why we have the scripture, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What else did he do for others? He served others. He came not to be served, but to serve. That was his mission. So Jesus came for others. If others didn't need him or if he didn't think about others, there would be no reason why he would leave um, heaven to come and live that hard life and suffer from sinners like us. If you see somebody who is a missionary, he's thinking about others. Because missionary means that you are traveling from your country and you are going to another country. And uh, sometimes when you hear of another country, maybe you think it's Germany or it's uh, Switzerland. Um, we don't, we, <laughs> should I say we don't send missionaries to Switzerland because we have a lot of missionaries there. Who are these missionaries? They are brothers and sisters who have traveled there for greener pastures. And we have a lot of them in Switzerland and in America and in England. So we cannot say that, look, we are sending you as a missionary destination, Switzerland. There are plenty of missionaries there. Already? Yes. But there are places where there are no missionaries at all. Yes. So that is where people are sent to. And some of us, traveling is so important to us that you say that once it involves sitting on the plane and going somewhere, I'll go somewhere and preach somewhere. But where you are going or the other place, you'll be surprised to find out that Ghana is far better than that place. Maybe you haven't seen, I mean, Kroma is that also? And all the things we say, until you think Ghana is the worst place on earth. It's not. Baby, it's a change. And baby, oh, how do I want to say, yes, what could it it is just, it's not just about traveling, but it's about um, thinking of others. That's why we have missionaries. And we are here, maybe we haven't traveled to another country to think of others, to show that we think of others. But at least in our environment, baby, I want to because others were Others Yes. Sometime ago, others, you know, now you belong. So as you come, you don't just sit comfortably and say that I have a church, nice church, Today, we are looking at chapter four of our book, Others. That's all.
Actually, it's a whole letter that was written because a church leader was, he was to have a meeting with his pastors and he couldn't attend, so he wrote a letter that I've near a friend, Telegram. I mean, Telegram is, Telegram became what? Fax. Became fax. And today is what? Email. It's not a telegram on your phone. That's not what we are saying. That's what he's saying. No. Now it's email. If it's today, they would have sent email or WhatsApp. And they eagerly gathered around to see what their founder had written for them to consider in the meeting. And when they went into everything, it was only one word, others, to think about others. Chapter 4 is a good Samaritan cares about others. Others, like I said last week, is loving people, helping people, thinking about people who are not your people. You're not your family, not your brother, not your sister, but you have love for such people. And it is a basic requirement for being a pastor. Because we are a pastor now and you are from for moving up and down, sweating here and there. It's for others. Or is that not so? For others, to help others. Even moving around, finding people, bringing them to church. So, or something like that. Um, fine, if it's big, it's nice. But it is more for the salvation of others. That's the reason for all the things that we do, the salvation of others, other people. That's why as a church, we are building churches in different places. Yes. For others. Because you may never even go there. Yeah. When you give offering here, the money travels to another place to build a church. Don't we have a church building? Yes, by the grace of God, yeah, what? It, when you give offering, it will try. I can even tell you the offering you give today, where it will go this week. If you like, ask me where. It travels, yes, by telegram. I can tell you where it is going and what it is going to do. Are you, Herod? Who brought you here? Eh? You don't belong here. Munji t-shirt, no one answer. Give the t-shirt back to them. Now. <laughs> you are not part of it. Who gave you the t-shirt? She's not joining. She's a dancer.
if you won't dance, don't come and wear this T-shirt. Listen, I'm the pastor. Do you know who I am? Or you don't know who I am? Eh? You know. Now challenge you know. Are you my co-equal? <laughs> Luke chapter 10. Let's read from verse 28. Luke 10, 28. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou what shall I do to be saved? Okay. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, Who is my neighbor? So from verse 30, Jesus is answering the question, Who is my neighbor? Or who is your neighbor? And he said what? Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, the point I'm making here is that thieves have been there from the olden days. Is that not so? Jesus' time, there were thieves. Before Jesus, there were thieves operating. So it's almost like they are part of life. But pray that you are not one. And you will not join them. Whichever form your Stealing will be. We used to have, I don't know where she came from, a lady who came to join the choir. But when it's time to go on stage, she will not go on stage. When the people go on stage, then she will take their bags and remove their phones and whatever. So by the time they finish singing and they come back, phones are lost and things are lost. Yes. Yeah. In the church. Easily. She's angry. Sad. Oh. She's not serious. Do you see? So maybe you were going and somebody caught you and took your phone away from you. Because of that, you want to die. The bus from church going back home. And then they took your phone and went to home by church view. Thieves, they have been there all the time. <laughs> from Jesus' time. Have I said they should steal your phone? I'm just letting you know it's not a new thing. Like, when the first person hear you have a phone, me, they stole my phone in the church. Yes, that time when, um, that time phone, to get SIM, one SIM card, was very, very expensive. So I went chasing the phone, not the handset. That's not what I was looking for. I was looking for the SIM. Today is free, isn't it? You just get it. That time it wasn't like that. My, me, me, the pastor... Yes. 
And I didn't leave the church. I didn't say that we are I was still in the church, but I tried to look for it. And the person took the phone, and what did he do? Put it in a, a... He called. He called... No, somebody called me, my friend in Switzerland. I have friends in Switzerland. <laughs> I said, wow. So my friend in Switzerland called. Yes, he called me, and when he called, somebody answered. And he said, uh, why are you the one answering? He said, it's my phone. Then he said, no, 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 no. He didn't say it's his phone, but somebody was trying to sell the phone or the, the SIM card to him. So he has put it in his own handset. So, so if somebody gave it to me, I'm buying it. No, 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 no. Then this thing is stolen because I know the owner of this number. And it's not. Yeah. So then what? Yeah. We arranged something. I've forgotten, but we ended in police. No, no. Yes, yes. So somebody called, and we got a guy, and arrived at police. No, 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 no church member yet. But yet, Tracy, I don't know. No, yeah, Asha. Who is the nearest Asha here? <laughs> an Asha in the church whose sister was in the choir. Is there an Asha in church who has a sister in the choir? So be a host, I want to Who? He doesn't have a sister. He has a beloved, not a sister. Is it not a beloved you have? Yes. Yeah, so the first person, uh, that time not phone here very serious. The, he, this guy, somebody was arrested. Was the Asha arrested? So they were now going to look for the Asha. Uh huh. So, uh huh. The one who gave it to the one buying. Uh huh was arrested, and then he too got it from my Asha. So right now, I had to move quickly and get the police people to just kill the matter before I put my Asha inside. <laughs> I didn't leave the church. I was still in the church. When they steal your something in the church, you know, like, oh, this church will be at the, when you go to church and you are going home, then they steal your phone. And this, that, 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 that. Look, this man, do you see what happened to him? Yes, it's in the Bible. The thieves, they are in the Bible. It's not new. It's not a new phenomenon that has come that they steal things. No. This one, they didn't just steal. Oh, look at it. They stripped him of his raiment. Oh, ye natadia oshe. 
Now say thieves in the crowd are more better than old ones, no me boy. I tell you, they are gentle. Grace, they saw your phone the other time. Did they strip you of your raiment? Ah, only the phone they took. Just the phone. We strip, that means we yinatadi oshe. No, that one naked. These are real thieves. And they wounded him. Yes. And wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the people should steal. But I'm saying that in case it happens to you, don't assume, behave like the unthinkable, something that doesn't exist. But I'm telling you, they've been, they've been there. But in kind for no one wilder because we're different now. We're busy with that then, so I can't hold their call. No one boy pray proud until say we will have dead now. I don't know. That, that means that we yeah we be nyapos kakra, but really no. Nipa ne unti me hume. But we yeah no nyapos kakra. Na inyesa netie. Yes. Yes. So this guy was lying there, and by chance, there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by the other side. I'm sure you know this story very much from your children's Sunday school. Yes, me, I never went to Sunday school. Yeah. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. If your Bible, if your Bible highlight or underline oil and wine, poured in Oil and wine. Beautiful, in it? Swoon. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. Hmm. I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something. I'm seeing something. Are you seeing something? And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Go thou, go and do thou likewise. Beautiful. Here ends the reading. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. Now what I'm seeing right here is, okay. So it's a story we know and there are three people involved in this story. The first one is um, 
a priest, a pastor, yes, ordained. Reverend Louis was the priest who was passing by, and when he saw this person who was lying by the road on this side, he just moved to the other side and went on his journey. No assistance, no help, nothing. Who is your neighbor? That's the question here. Or somebody who cares for you and loves you. And then the other person who came is a Levite. Levites are people of the tribe of Levi. And they were the ones chosen to serve in the temple, to assist the priests in the work of the temple. So Levites were um, like, yes, they were singers, they were ashes, they were drama people, um, instrumentalists. They were the people resident in the temple, working in the temple. They were also the beneficiaries of the good things of the temple. For example, when you go and do sacrifice of a cow, they will chew the cow. Maybe you think that when they bring the cow, it's always bent. No. Even when it, it is for burnt offering, they don't burn the whole human cow. There are, there are some parts that they remove, some of the intestines, some of the inner things, and just some small parts, because you have too much, but you need to pay more. So then no share no kakra. Now, we see now Kosro as a burnt offering. Then the Levites will now enjoy what was supposed to be burnt for God. So this guy who arrived there as a Levite was somebody close to God and a worker in the church, well known in the church. When you go to the church, he's, he's prominent. Yes. So then the next person who came is a Samaritan. And these two never gave any help. So the lesson we learn from here, first of all, is that yen she ye because anya ya ye wo horse ye 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 a crystal for ye 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 pastors ye 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 shepherds ye ye buttons ye ye ni mu rade no ye hu obi a ohiamwa ye beti afa ne ho like that. Why ne hiamwa? Obi o ni mu rade e se se o hu rade no no hiamwa. Yes, that's the type of help I'm talking about. Somebody is not a Christian, somebody doesn't know God. So, people who need the Lord, they need help. Somebody is wounded in the spirit. Somebody is half dead. Don't we say that if you don't have, you are not born again, you are dead. And they need somebody to help them. And who is going to help them? Priests are not helping. Levites are not helping. But here comes a Samaritan. Okay. Samaritan is thousand miles away from being a priest. He can never be a priest, I should say. A Samaritan does not even belong to any one of the tribes. Before 
he would belong to the chosen tribe of Levi. So never close to being a Levite. Do you see? So in Israel, a Samaritan is like a sinner. A bad person. Samaritans originally, no, were Israelites. There was um, war, people were taken into captivity, sometime Babylonian captivity. Yeah. And then, or some form of captivity, then they brought these other people to come and stay on the land and eat the things. I mean, like, of uncle, strangers come and live on the land. So they are actually strangers. But what happened is that they lived there with the people of Israel and intermingled to the point that as the generations went on, they were like. Um, a mixed breed. Yes, they are like Jews, but they are also not Jews. So we have Jews, we have Samaritans, and then we have Gentiles. So they were not Gentiles like total strangers. And at the same time, too, they were not um, Jews. Now, history has said that when they were building the temple, the temple of Jerusalem, the real Jews, they didn't allow them to be partakers of the building of the temple. And because already they, they couldn't agree. So that even um, sharpened the strife between the Jews and the Samaritans. As for Gentiles, they are, they are far. That's you people. Don't mention that one the Jews and the Samaritans. So there was never agreement. Although they were living together, they didn't agree. So the, the Samaritans were also people who liked idols because they are between. If you won't allow us into the third, then we'll do more idols. So because of that, the people of Israel didn't like them. and They never agreed. That's why when Jesus came in John chapter 4, he met um, the woman at the well who was a, well, she a Samaritan. And then he asked for water. And the response, I think, John 4, 9, the verse 9, he said that there is nothing um, between us. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that you being a Jew, ask drink from me, a woman of Samaria? Uh-huh. The woman was surprised. For Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew uh-huh. and I'm a Samaritan woman. Uh-huh. Why are you asking me for a drink? Why are you asking me for a drink since you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan? So you can understand the relationship. It was, it was so... Um, they were so much apart that... You can't even ask a Samaritan. A Jew will not ask a Samaritan, say, give me water. No, who are you? Yes. It is Obibaya Papa. And yes, Samaritan. But sorry, now Jesus said, man, no. 
It is rather these Samaritans who are not respected, people who are not included, people who we don't even count as anybody. They, they, it's a Samaritan who stopped to help somebody in need. While the tongue-talking lighthouse member just passed by on the other side, including the priests. You have priests here. Are you priests? <laughs> Passing by and going. So I am charging Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. We are not passing by strangers, people who have been wounded, people who are bleeding, and people who are half dead, and people who need the Lord, and saying that, well, is there a problem that they are in the state that they are in, and some help will come from somewhere? I don't know. But we are stopping to help them. Say amen. Amen. Now, to be able to help people or to think about others, it comes at a cost. Yes. It costs you the smoothness of your journey. Because this person who stopped, the priest who didn't stop, he was in a hurry. He was preaching at the first service. So he had to get to church by a certain time. If he stopped to help the man on the side of the road, he would be late to church. Is it not a good reason? It's a good reason. And the Levite who didn't stop, he was doing the, leading the song by the choir that day. The Levites are singers also. So then he had to leave this person at the roadside continue in his suffering and go and lead. But the Samaritan, do you think he wasn't going anywhere? He was going somewhere. He also had a program. He had something to do, but he stopped to take care of this person who had a need. So it is an interruption of his program. If you want to, if you would go out there and witness to people or make disciples, as Jesus said, it will be an interruption of your program. And what it means is that you have to include it in the things you do. The Saturday afternoon is evangelism. Are you there? If you don't include it in your things or take and look life everybody is busy everybody is always doing something so to be able to do this you have to drop another thing yes because there's something to do at every time sacrifice this one the other one the friend opportunity cost yes the cost of doing this is the other one forgone that you couldn't do. Include others in your schedule of life. Include others on your program. And in our church, you say, I mean, I don't know where evangelism is and where they are doing evangelism. Evangelism is going on 
in the church all the time. Your area where you stay, there are people who are going out, preaching, talking to people, and bringing them to church. But you will sleep and say, I don't know about it. Know about it today, because I'm telling you about it. Yes. And interrupt your program. If you just think about the smoothness of your program and what you have to do, and how nobody should disturb you, the inconvenience that will come, you will never help anybody. You can't do anything that is helpful to people. Another thing that will happen to you is, 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 is the inconvenience. Yeah. The man took the wounded person and put him on his beast, his animal, whether it's a horse or whether it's a camel or whether it's a donkey. He put him on and like somebody said, it means he was walking. So the wounded man is on the donkey and he is walking to take him to the nearest hospital. Yes, it's inconvenience. Your nice car, you don't want to put anybody inside. I, I am challenging you that from today, as a helper of others, when you are coming to church, you have your own converts and your own souls that you put them in your nice car and drive them to the church. You come and complain that you see some of these people, they don't even bath before coming to church. If you put them in your car three days, someone who sent you know, a car name, when you go spray inside the car, the scent will go away. And give the person soap. And uh, this thing, deodorant. And new clothes. Yes. Nini and I others. So don't say that they inconvenient. They have me this, me confine, they have me, me friend, they have me. And she said, Bibi, how? I was with me here, I was here to help somebody who is in need. Jesus is commending a sinner, the people who call sinners, who don't belong because he stopped to help. Why can't you stop to help somebody? Yeah. You have to be able to stop and help be there for somebody. The other cost involved over here is also money. He gave money. Maybe you say, it's only two pence. You don't know the value of two pence. You took the person to hospital. They did everything. He was even on admission because they were, he also slept there overnight. He left in the morning. And he said, look, here is money. Do everything you have to do. If there is any more money you spend on him, when I come back, I'll pay for it. Helping others is giving money. A laborer's full day wage. Two days wage for a laborer. That's what he paid. And that wasn't all. He said, extra cost, I'll come back. When I come back, I'll pay everything that you have spent on this person. It costs money. It costs money to do evangelism. Because you may have to move from your place to go somewhere and preach somewhere. You have to go on visitation. And you have to move from your house, sit in a trotter to go and visit somebody. Or take taxi to go and visit somebody. Don't be there complaining about this thing I can't do. It's in the Bible. And if Jesus is recommending somebody who did it, it means that he's also recommending 
or expecting us that this shouldn't be a problem for us. We should be able to do it to help others. Spend some money so that somebody can be helped. You can go to that person's house, take a taxi, sit in the taxi with the person, and come to church with the, pers- with the person. There's no problem with it. Don't say that there's no bus in TNA as well. I am surprised at grown-up church members. You have been in the church for a long time. You have grown in the church. You are not a new person. You are waiting for bus before you come to church. Bus ama. Umba, sorry. When a child, sir. You're overseer, eh? How do you grown up like you? You are waiting for bus. You have to sit on the bus to come to church. It's so nice. By this time, you should even have had your own people that you come to church with. Sunday, you have organized them. They are either in your car or you have your own bus and you are bringing them. You won't do. But still, you bus now, sorry. Shame on you. What dress here? I say shame on you. I don't know you, but you are here. And shame. Yeah. It's a very bad thing. When I see grown-ups coming down from this, what, what, what is all this? What's all this? But from today, you'd rather be the person who will spend. Are you, are you there? You spend money to help others. The person doesn't have a Bible. You spend money, buy a Bible from the bookshop downstairs and give to him. The person doesn't have shoes. You spend money, buy shoes and give to the person so he can come to church. He doesn't have a shirt. You spend money, do it, help somebody. Be there for somebody. Are you with me? Be there for somebody. That's what it is. It's a nice way of giving. And you don't give to people who can give back to you later. A lot of the things you do in life are people who are helpless. And in terms of they giving back to you, hopeless. Yeah. But that's what you do. That's what God wants you to do. Now let's go to the uh, one and... um, Okay, verse 33. He said, Okay, when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And in verse 34, and went to him and bound up his wounds. Bound up his wounds. Somebody is wounded. And God is calling you to go and bind up the person's wounds. Spiritually wounded, spiritually tattered, spiritually broken. The person is hopeless. He doesn't know where he's going and what's going to happen to him. Completely out of shape. But God said that you are the one who can put shape back into that person's life. And who can bring hope back into that person's life. And who can help that person. You are the one. I said you are the one. 
You are the one. You are the one. You are the one. Don't look for somebody else that another person is going to do it. You are the one who has to do it. Bind him up. Yes. If you to preach the gospel to the person to be saved, or you wounded in the realm of the spirit, no. But you can't see it that way, but that's how it is. And then, pouring in oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to the inn and took care of him. So, pouring in oil, the oil here stands for the Holy Spirit and the wine is... The blood. It's wine, not the blood. Even when we do communion, the wine is blood. Yeah, so that's simple. So, when you go to help others, you are going with two powers. The power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the blood. The power of the Holy Spirit is what brings conviction. The power of the Holy when you are filled with the Spirit, that's what brings conviction. Yeah. John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that if I go not away, the Comforter will not come. Okay? Verse 8, when he's come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. The Holy Spirit will reprove of sin because they believe not on me. And verse 10, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. NASB says what? He will do what? He will convict the world. So you go with the power of the Holy Spirit, and the power of the Holy Spirit in you is what will bring conviction. Conviction means that the person sees and admits that there's something wrong with me, and I need God. That's why when Peter preached to the people in Acts chapter 3, he said that they were pricked in their heart and they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? That's conviction. Which is different from the person who argue with you. Or the person who said, oh, now I can't matter. I told you, I call later, me drink. But I said, I don't know. I don't know. I want to do something. I want to go with you where you are going. May you go with the power of the Spirit for, with that conviction. That's why the Bible says in Acts 1.8 that you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the world. You will receive power. So that is the power is the power of the Spirit. And when you have received the Holy Ghost, you have power in you. And the power to convict others is in you. God has put it in you. 
if you don't use it, you are not using a gift that you have. And when God gives you a gift, he expects you to use it. When we preach, we preach for conviction. And as I'm preaching, some people will be convicted. And they will join the evangelism bus. Yes. Saturday, they will be out there evangelizing. Next Sunday, they will be coming with their souls to church. Some people will be convicted. It's you that your heart is hard. Are you still here? The power of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is always there ready to help in evangelism. In Acts chapter 2, you read from verse 1, is that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered together in one place, and there was a sound as of a mighty rushing wind that filled the place where they were seated, and closing tongues of fire that came to sit upon their heads. And in verse 4, he said, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. But look at verse 5. Look at verse 5. Watch it. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And hey, now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. This thing that the Holy Spirit has come was noised abroad. Somebody made noise about it outside of the meeting place and i'll ask you who is the one making noise is the holy spirit who has now come and filled the people for evangelism and he is the same person who is announcing out there making noise that look something is happening in the place all of you come and when they came into the place they heard them speaking their own language yeah so this is the another case where uh, you come and um, Shadrach, <laughs> you like Zachariah. <laughs> uh, you come and Shadrach is speaking Spanish. Yes, are you Ashanti? Sorry. I mean, we Ashantis, we don't speak language. That's the thing about us. Very difficult for us. But because Shadrach is speaking Spanish. Say, ah, what is happening? This one, that's why the Holy Spirit, that day, the 3,000 souls that were added to the church, it wasn't any man's work. It's not like uh, Peter was a powerful preacher. Even the preaching was preaching. How can Peter preach like this? Peter was always the one who would bring confusion. You say something, even at the transfiguration, when uh, who are the people? Moses and Elijah came, and he was, I'm sure he was asleep, eh? And then when he got up and he saw that, he said, hey! Moses! Hey, Elijah! He said, Masha! Let's build some three boots, one for Moses, one for Elijah, and one for yourself. And he knows that when his master has one, he will also benefit from it, so that we'll be here. And the Bible says that immediately, the two of them, Moses and Elijah, they departed. Almost like he came to disrupt the transfiguration, the wild vision that was going on. Jesus said, I'm going to die. He said, oh, appear, you will never die. 
and never use that word for yourself again that you are going to die. That is the point that Jesus couldn't handle it. And he said, get thee behind me, Satan. That's Peter, speaking by heart. Not concentrating. But this time, he's the preacher. Yes. Because the Holy Spirit came. So as we have the Spirit in us, are you listening to me? What God wants us or what is needed. You, did you see Acts 1.8? Acts 1.8. What did he say? Uh-huh. After the Holy Ghost has come, then what will happen? You will be a witness. Don't be afraid. Those of you who are afraid. Because I'm afraid when I go there to speak the word, they'll they beat me or they'll ask me some question. I can't answer. I don't know the Bible. And they that no, 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 no. Don't be afraid because the Holy Spirit is the one who gives you the power to do what you are doing. What power do you have? As I'm standing here preaching, I don't have any power. It's not like I've learned something. I know I don't know anything. Is it not just a book that I open right now? But I have Holy Ghost power. Yes. I have Holy Ghost power to help me to preach and to say something that will convince somebody said that this week, you are going to join in the evangelism. How many will join in the evangelism this week? You see that conviction is coming already by the Holy Ghost. It's not by the ability to talk because it's not by talking. I'm not a good talker. I'm not an orator. Hmm. You say, hmm. you can say anything you want to say, but I, I am me and you are you. Yes. I'm a very quiet person. I'm like, uh, Pastor Ko, yes, who when he was preaching, somebody said that no, he ain't a mobo. I said, on kasa, on moon, so kasada. He doesn't say anything. So as he is sticking the microphone, he's standing there to preach. What's he going to? Oh, oh, he mobo. Oh, now he mobo. Think about yourself. But as he stood here and he deployed the Holy Ghost power, kapata kashakaya. Preach powerfully. Yes. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost know how sweating in also. Yes. But you also have the same Holy Ghost power. I said you have the same Holy Ghost power. And as you go for others. Wow. Are you going for others? The Holy Spirit will be with you. And he will do wonders wherever you stand because it's not by your own power and your own mind but it is the spirit of god that is in you let me read this scripture before i finish mark 1 mark 16 verse 15 mark 16 15 he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So look out for these signs. Anybody that takes part in this, calling the evangelism we are doing for this season, we say it's what? Month of evangelism, but we're extending. It's not just month. It's a season. The season of evangelism is good Samaritan evangelism. 
good Samaritan evangelism. And as you make yourself part of the good Samaritan evangelism, these signs, they will follow you. When you go, the signs will be coming. As you go, the signs will follow you. They will follow you. But if you sit down, bracket like that, you don't go anywhere. How can somebody follow something that is stationary is not moving? It's only when you move. Then somebody can follow you. Follow me. I said, follow me. At least come and stand by. Follow me. This is the best you can do. But if I say, follow me, is he coming? He's following. The signs are following me. These are the signs. And what are the signs? In my name, they shall cast out devils. You have the widest experience of casting out devils. If you haven't seen some before, you see this time. Say amen. amen. So when you go and the person is screaming, there's a demon that is operating, don't scream and run away. Yes. Cast it out. Because the authority has been given to you to do so. In my name, they shall speak with new tongues. The old tongues are there, but new tongues are also coming to you. An improvement and elevation and advancement. Of your tongues. Do you believe in certain You are becoming more spiritual, you see. You are becoming more spiritual. And it is only when you use the gift that is given you, then you become better, greater, more spiritual. But if you don't use it, that's all your tongues. But as you get into it and you use it, you have a complex arena. Uh, Array of tongues. Devil will be afraid of you. They shall take up serpent. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. You, if you eat, watch it, then your stomach is running. But I said that even if you drink, deadly is poison, crapono. It can't do anything to you. And I'm running because of yesterday's watch it. Can't wait, can't wait in the watch it. It's making you run. Ah, where's your spiritual? <laughs> and I like this one. They shall lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. So in this, in this good Samaritan evangelism season, all these things are happening. You will lay hands on the sick, and they will get up like this, and they will be healed. It's your portion. The Holy Spirit in you already has that power. The reason why you don't see it working is because you have not put it to work. But now, as you go on the Good Samaritan evangelism and you put these things to work, I'm telling you, you are going to see a new you. Rise up on your feet. Don't say that I don't know where the evangelism is. I don't know where to go. It is around where you live. If you are here, you live around one of these areas. It is Saturday. Evangelism Sunday is what? Good Samaritan souls. Everybody is coming with their good Samaritan souls. So all this season, good Samaritan souls. We are establishing them by the end of the season. I'm sure we'll have a good Samaritan church. 
Father, thank you for your great mercy. Help us to do your will and accomplish your purpose. Let souls be saved because we heard, we believed, and we went. And signs and wonders followed as we went on. Let them follow us in Jesus' name. You are here, you are not born again. I want to pray a special prayer for you. That your name will be written in the book that is in heaven. You are saying that, Pastor, pray for me. I don't know Jesus, but I want to know Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand so that I'll pray with you. You need Jesus. You need to be born again. Lift up your right hand. I'm praying a special prayer so that your name will be in the book of life. You, so that you go to heaven and you will not go to hell. Lift up your right hand up high. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Your hand is lifted up. Come to me in front here. One more answer. What's that special prayer? Very quickly. Come to Jesus. Come. Don't ask anybody any question. Just keep your hand up there and come to me right now. Come. Come. I saw somebody on this side. You lifted your hand on this side. Come. Come to Jesus. Hey, stop talking. Come to Jesus. Come. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Write my name in the book of life. Forgive me my sins. I receive Jesus today. I receive Jesus today. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying. Kasa Radi Yesu. Radi Yesu. Fa me boni cheme. Fa me boni cheme. Na betra makume mu. Betra makume. Fa umoja no hru me hu. Fa umoja no hru me. Na tru me din. Na tru me din. E won kwa humani. Kasa Radi me dawase. Radi me dawase. Se wajeme. Se wajeme. Amen. Amen. God bless you for listening. We invite you to join us this Sunday. Our Doxa service is at 7.45 a.m. and Victory service at 10 a.m. Our Victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari-DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International-HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry, singing home.